26 minutes it is after 8 p.m. It's our Thought Leader Thursday segment tonight. Our Thought Leader is uh, Asim Tandile Chali, known to many as uh, Azania. She is uh, uh, one of the youngest, if not the youngest, a member of the recently elected National Executive Committee of the Pan-Africanist Congress of Azania uh, and also uh, taking up a role as uh, the spokesperson uh, of the PAC. And she joins us tonight as our thought leader. Uh, Azania, good evening to you and welcome. Good, good evening to you, Aya, and the listeners at home. Once again, congratulations, and of course, on your election and uh, the responsibility you've been given. Uh, just some of your own reflections, I guess, of... Um, you know, what uh, this job will mean before we get into what we normally talk about in this segment? Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, for me, it, it, it definitely does mean um, a lot being entrusted with such a responsibility, more especially coming from um, the Black Radical Traditions Organization, where we know in most cases, you know, um, it is that a privilege for, for, for a young woman to actually match. Because in most cases, we find that majority of um, the membership is mostly men, of which it is understandable. So for me to then be elected as a young woman to stand up and be the spokesperson of an organization, it is such quite... And, you know, and we'll come back, I guess, to, to the point that you're making there and why, um, you know, Ingabi Lindoba, uh, for there to be a young lady like yourself, um, you know, in... Uh, the National Executive Committee of a traditional liberation movement that always gives respect and veneration to men and old men in particular. But where did it all start for you? Um, you know, when uh, were you recruited into Africanist politics and your motivations uh, uh, as well? I mean, look, um, like any other activist, um, I come from a small town called um, State, you know, um, mm. the Lake and Cape. Um, I would later in my life move to Johannesburg and um, study there and stay there with my older sister, who was no late. But of course, um, with the realization and of course seeing the distinctions between those two um, places that I had to turn myself in, one thing I had picked up was that uh, Johannesburg was more developed than the space I had um, grew up in, mm. you know. And for me, that then brought about so many questions, you know. I had come from a space with no schools and where schools were far from majority of the people. I mean, at base in Cape at large, you know, sure. but particularly the place that I come from. But um, the situation just being dire and having seen that in Johannesburg, it was not as it was where I come from, you know, um, the township had high schools that were nearby and so on. And I think this is where also my activism starts in and then having to come to university as well. And also realizing that I was so blessed in the senses and therefore the only option out of this it was to then be an activist and not only be an activist, but be an activist that is ideologically grounded within the black tradition. Mm-hmm. And of course, I mean, I guess, you know, Stack Sprite in itself has its own very rich history um, in African nationalist politics. I mean, you know, uh, many leaders, John Yati Pukela, uh, you know, uh, AP yeah. Naftali Samba, and many others uh, mm-hmm. called that part of the world home, and I include Herschel there as well. Um, and I like the point you make about the comparison between the urban core in Johannesburg and places in the periphery, because mm-hmm. in many ways, part of the questions around the places of the periphery is around the unresolved question of agrarian and land relations in the countryside. Um, is that one thing, I guess, that attracted you to the politics of the PAC? That in many ways it was able to explain uh, these 
big inequalities between the city and El Ali, but also uh, the questions around the distribution of land and uh, underdevelopment? Most, most definitely. I, I think for me, um, because I, I do come from a, a, a city that has so much um, riches to, you know, um, the kids from BC, PAC, and so on and so forth. But of course, even within that, um, it is not likely that you would get exposed to the leftist um, or the black tradition politics within the aspect of tech space, right? But of course, having come to the, the university space and also having had and read of Isomunque and also having joined the student um, um, organization, it is then upon that realization that for me, it happened. And so with that change that happened in the mind, it was sort of to say that in actual fact, the issues that we, are, um, we have were not just issues of development, but also were issues that were deeply rooted within our distinctness, our landlessness, mm-hmm. and therefore our disposition of black people. Because it's situated within the, the, the positionality in which we are in as black people. And also our lived experiences thereof cannot be divorced, neither be detached from the larger land question, which is of course what, again, when coming to university, motivated me to say that, Number one, um, we cannot really divorce our issues from the land question because we are where we are because of this land question. The reason that schools in the Eastern Cape were not developed, it was because of the land question, you know. It was also because of certain policies that post-1994, there was no better imagination to better develop the province. And also, as you had said earlier, that majority of activists um, who, who, who come from and deal from the Eastern Cape, really um, post-1994, I feel as though there was not really a plan um, 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 to actually develop. So mm. for me then, the PAC becomes that um, answer to black people, you know. It becomes, therefore, that um, 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 hope for, for black people, you know. It is, for me, I believe, a home for majority of black people within the country, you know, um, from Africa and around for that matter. Mm. And and then, you know, Sintanila, I mean, I want us just to talk, you, you speak about your experience uh, at the University uh, of the Western Cape, uh, known to many as the traditional home of the left uh, in South Africa. Um, and I'm quite interested, I guess, in um, your participation at the time in Outsourcing Must Fall and Fees Must Fall, um, which has been really a preparatory ground that activism on campus for many generations of, of, of activists and in your case of course it was during that particular moment just your your reflections on, on those experiences I, uh, I mean for me the whole to this day um, it, it still becomes that um, historic moment and that historical epoch you know it becomes for me um, the point of course I would not say necessarily the point of my activism but it also becomes a point where it actually um, 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 helps in terms of, of guiding my, my, my activism. Because you must also remember within the movement and its development, and of course the pillars thereof that guided the movement, your, P, um, your BC, your, your PA, um, your BRF, your Black Radical Feminism, you know, mm. those were the final pillars of, of the movement. And precisely with those pillars, you know, um, the Pan-Africanism to say that... Um, our issues were not precisely peculiar to South Africa, but sure. to the larger continent and the diaspora. And of course, the BC to say that um, our crises were existential crises, you know, and black radical feminism, of course, would seek to address um, 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 the living out of women mostly and their struggle, of course, within um, the national um, liberation movement. And of course, women have always been um, not at the center of this. So 
um, um, prison material then becomes that, you know. Um, it also does, um, in a way, shape um, our outlook in terms of the larger politics of, of South Africa and also as well to understand that the university was nothing but a space that we needed to leave and also in us leaving the space, it therefore meant that the issues that we are experiencing within the space were issues that outside of South Africa we would further experience. I think then it speaks to why do I then find myself even within the leadership of the PUC, specifically to the fact that within university, I felt as though the spaces were already spaces that were engineered and organized um, to people our activism. So for us then, what was important is to how then do we even take the activism of ours mm. outside of university confinement? Because if then we are PA, we are BC, we are BLF, it therefore means that we are not only people that were born within this university aspect, but are people that come from outside who come with this question to the universities. Because you must remember, as one becomes educated in the spaces, one must start interrogating the spaces. I think that's in Jesus' death, you know. Mm. So for me, it was actually taking that into Texas and putting it outside to our larger society. And also to say that South Africa, post-1994, it is not exactly what we had imagined as young people. It is not the dream that we were promised. And right now we want to reclaim that and we want to actually call our land ours and we want mm. to call our country our own country. The point you're raising about, I guess, the university space is a transitional space. M- many mm-hmm. people have lamented that, uh, you know, the in particular, and, you know, I'm going to talk now about the PAC of Azania, that um, at a student level, very vibrant, a force to be reckoned with, on many campuses across the length and breadth of the country, but that there was something maybe broken in that conveyor belt that took strong student activists and leaders into the mainstream of the mother body, the PAC of Azania, and even some of the other component structures, Power, Peco, and so on. Um, and and uh, just maybe some of your reflections on that, uh, because some people might say the emergence of yourself and other people, you know, like uh, uh, Dr. Lungamandashi and others, um, is, I guess, an indication that that particular trend, which has been observed in the post-apartheid period, has been broken somewhat? Um, I mean, for me, what I have come to notice is, 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 is precisely just not a cause of my organization alone, but I, I, I want to dwell upon the political landscape of South Africa historically and now, right? Um, because even um, the people that are in power right now were people that were, were part of the BCM, the Black Continent Movement, you know, mm. um, later then went and joined um, political movements. Um, and for me, with people who were previously activists and joined political movements, it also then speaks to the basic document of the organization in terms of how does it guide you in terms of making sure that, one, you still uphold the principles and the values of one being an Africanist, and not only being an Africanist, but also being an activist. But what I've tried to note it is that with many young people who get absorbed by their organization, somewhere, somehow, their activism dies, mm. you know. And one then begins to ask themselves as to why then, you know. And most likely, you would find that, um, and I mean, I, I, I beg to, 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 to somebody to come up with a different view. And I mean, for me, it is a matter that... Um, South Africa, in, the, in, in its setup currently, we've seen that the parliament, in actual fact, it is a chamber that has been used to enrich or to sort of build an elite class within South Africa. Mm. So the majority of activists that come from university, you know, um, 
there are still questions that have not um, um, been fully been responded to by activists, such as your, your, your trust suicide. Are activists willing to commit trust suicide when going and being absorbed by their organization, mm. understanding the position in which they occupy within society? And I mean within the broader political landscape, you know. And you find that in most cases, no, right? But instead, we get to our movement and become the formist, you know. We forget, therefore, the idea politics. And therefore, what does it mean, therefore, for us to remain activists in South Africa? Because we cannot negate the fact that, one, um, within the landscape of our country, um, the youth has been made deliberately apolitical. There has been political loneliness in South Africa deliberately because of if the youth then is very much aware of their condition, if the youth is fully aware of the land question, therefore, it means therefore that there is somewhere that we are going as a country. It means therefore that we are seeing the separation that would kick off and we want to achieve. Mm-hmm. But in essence, with the decolonization of the youth within South African confinement, you find that it poses exactly to the position that we are in. And then when we go to these organizations, our activism dies sure. because ours is well able to just also assimilate to these organizations and not carry out actually their political mandate. Because I do believe that within each and every political organization, there are basic documents that guide you. Mm. There is an ideological standpoint that guides you and a post-show cause that guides you within that. Yeah. But in essence, it also does become um, difficult for certain people to then um, 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 to fully be able to implement whatever it is and ideas that have always happened within university and going outside. Mm. Because you must also understand when we are going to the spaces of our political um, parties, it is also spaces where um, um, there's always been people that have been at the center of the politics, you know. So it then also becomes difficult for us to, at some point, to get um, people to then understand our activism and our politics mm. as young people. And also at the same time, you will understand that there is this generational gap between the young and the old that sure. exists. And therefore the trust that has been broken between the two, you know, post-1994 and of course right now. Mm. So there is that contradiction that still finds and um, that happens between the old and the young within the spaces, you know. Yeah. And outside of the politics of ageism, but within the politics of activism, you know. Sure, yeah. sure. Sometimes hold the line there for me for a second because I think the point you just made, and you know, follow up in January and then uh, we'll wrap up our discussion on the other side of this brief break. It is indeed our Thought Leader Thursday segment, and tonight our Thought Leader is Simtandila Azania Chali, uh, a National Executive Committee member of the Pan-Africanist Congress of Azania and also the spokesperson uh, of the uh, PAC. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, give us a shout on our studio line. We're on 086-000-2160, 086-000-2160. Now, you know... Azania, one of the things that you said, which I found quite interesting, I guess, in, in your earlier remark, uh, which I want to maybe sort of stack up against the political experience of uh, what we saw from the student movement in the last decade. Mm-hmm. One of the things that certainly even an outside observer would be able to see was um, at a tactical level, uh, operative unity between students who are coming from different um, you know, organizational perspectives, because I don't want to say ideological, because then, you know, I mean, there were certain people on the right wing who certainly weren't part of, you know, this unity I talk about here. Um, mm-hmm. But clearly, people who were saying, I'm from Azapo, I'm from, you know, Mass Democratic Movement, I'm from, you know, the PAC, um, I'm from Black First, Land First, but who are willing to come together 
at the level of the operative politics of outsourcing must fall and fees must fall. And say, as a generation, um, and let's come together and suspend whatever differences which might be significant and fundamental and in some cases might be differences of tactics. Mm-hmm. W- what can we learn from that experience that might inform how it is that we proceed? And I ask this in the context of a seemingly resurgent white right wing, a seemingly resurgent you know, conservatism in our politics. And we saw it in the local government elections with the emergence of Fre- uh, Freedom Front Plus. We see it with uh, AfriForum taking all manner of things to the courts. Uh, and even, I guess, seemingly the issues that you are raising about Parliament effectively being the place where activism goes to die. Your thoughts mm-hmm. on that? I mean, look, beyond anything, um, the Freedom of Fall movement, um, reflecting right now and um, from a, an honest perspective, you know, um, the Kumaya that we had at first sort of tried to work um, because I think as somebody who was also deeply involved within the politics of organizations and so on within mm. um, the movement, you know. Um, I remember at a certain point in time, there were moments where we even asked, therefore, the involvement of SASCO or PYA, rather, mm. Mm. within the politics of food Force. And ours at the time, it was mainly based on the fact that the current leading organization, this organization, therefore, is the mother body to this movement. Sure. And ours at the time was mainly based on the fact that, one, even historically within um, the confinement of the university, the movement is the one that has been dominating student politics in terms of leading efforts. Mm, mm. But within that aspect, we also did see that in actual fact, even though they would be, la- um, be elected into these offices, they were not matching. So that question was brought into um, 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 when, the, the, when we were together, you know. Um, and um, when in the plenary, you know, and at GWC precisely, and there were other activists from other universities, I remember there were Stern Bosch, UCT, and us as well, you know, when this question was brought to the vote. But at the time, because of what we wanted to maintain, of course, it was... Um, the unity that we're able to hold together as this different movement, you know, mm. um, to also come together in realizing what was then our national goal. And what was important at the time, it was that what then is the national question, because this must well cannot be divorced from the national question. Sure. It was speaking of decolonization then, and therefore that we are also referring to the land question, mm. right? Because we're not saying that with decolonization, there's also the question of decoloniality, which is also the question for another um, and a subject for another day, because it does not necessarily mean by us being located where we are politically, it therefore means that we are liberated as people. It means that we're not liberated, but in some instances, in some way, um, um, economically, politically, and otherwise, we are still not very much controlled um, by the white minority. Mm. You know, mm. And these were with some of the engagements that um, 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 emanated. But in essence, what I want to come back and draw into, within South Africa right now, you have seen previously, even with um, political organizations that joined and became in Kaoz together, to say that, say South Africa, you know, um, and they came together and said in South Africa, like they were coming from different formations, different political organizations, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and in saving South Africa, what was then the, 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 the ideological basis of that, you know, sure. who was South Africa being saved from, you know. So, for me, in South Africa, 
when it comes to questions of coalition, because now when we are taking it from the student movement, we are now taking it to the question of coalition within the South African landscape and the politics, you know, which is, in essence, this is what they say it detects that we have these collisions. But I would then argue that um, these collisions seemingly are not working for South African people. Mm. But however, if these collisions were to work for us, it means therefore that it must be coalition that sticks to the questions of land, it must speak to the dispossession of black people, it must speak to the existential crisis that black people mm. are currently finding themselves in, right? So if then we're moving it outside to the South African landscape, what then would it mean for us to be in coalition with organizations that are historically, and we know that they were converted from MP to your DA and your so on and so on. What would then mean for us as black people to find ourselves in Kawut with land to possess us, you know? What would then it mean for us to find ourselves within collusion with those parties that we know today, even still, they are part and contribution to the inequality of South Africa. The point in, 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 in the case in point at this point would be the Western Cape where the CA would be leading, you know. So mm-hmm. these are just examples that sure. I want to put to the fore to say that this combine of coalition did work in, 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 in the student formation but did not work to a greater extent because somewhere, somehow, the movement ended and then again it brings the question mm-hmm. forth because if the movement was solely intact under one, even though we had the pillars, but because of we had people from different organizations who presented different ideologies, because you would today shut campus, but tomorrow um, people would want to open campus. Same goes with South Africa today. There would be a collision within the parties at municipal level, but at the national level, a party would go to parliament and want to want to put a full idea of their organization. Yeah. So this thing of coalition then and also this kumbaya of the politics of us coming together, forming this umbrella body, it, it, it definitely does not work. It is something that we've seen previously. It is doomed for failure, as in the words of the Trump and Parlay. Um, because we've seen even with the UTF that where we are today, it is because of this united democratic front we are always trying to present and preserve whilst we're trying to navigate around white men. You know, hmm. so it's precisely that. Azania, a last one on my end. The incoming National Executive Committee of the PAC of Azania. Um, what program are you bringing to the African people? Um, and I think maybe that's the first part of the question. But the second part is how much of that program is in the electoral realm and how much of that program, I guess, is in building the structures of the organization. I mean, I think many people saw what happened at the conference, um, which I guess is not unique to the PAC. We see it across the political spectrum. Uh, But also something else that is also seen across the political spectrum is the task of building political organization at a local level. It's largely because the ideas of African nationalism and Pan-Africanism are seemingly lost on many Africans themselves. Uh, what's mm. the PAC going to do about this? I mean, look, the, 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 the objectives of the PAC are very simple, right? One, it is the return of the land. We are not going to illegally around that. Number two, it is the question of white supremacy within South Africa, right? And another one, it would be the policies, the, the policies and, of course, the practices, you know, that depend the poverty and unemployment of, of our disordered people, you know, it also speaks, therefore, to the outrage of corruption and money administration that is happening within South Africa. So perhaps 
that is what we are focusing on right now because it has always been focused on that, the question of the land, the question of what supremacy, you know. So that is where the PAC is really focused upon. But for me, the main interest, it is for us to bring about young people to the organization because we cannot negate the fact that um, within liberation movement, majority of the time we find that there is a huge generational gap that exists. So then how do we can lobby the youth to the movement? Because I feel as though that organization, old um, liberation movement, for them to be able to reach the point that they want to reach and for them to be elevated and fit within, because their aim is also not to fit within the landscape of South Africa, but it is also be able to carry on the political mandate thereof of black people, right, which speaks precisely to their liberation, the return of the land, which also speaks to um, black people having the ability to, to call their souls their own, to also be able to call their land their own land. So perhaps the answer then is that parties should be engaged in the process, and also not only should they be engaged in this process, parties need to come forth and they need to clarify precisely what their position is to the land question mm. and what their position is to white supremacy. Because we cannot negate that South Africa has a problem of whiteness. We cannot negate the fact that if we are speaking of the minority that controls the means of production and economy, therefore, it speaks to whiteness, you know. These are things that we quiet for quiet for the longest of time have been trying to navigate. And in us navigating those, we have also been holding white people by hand to say that, oh, man, come to the table. These are our cries of black people. I think that has come to, to, to an end. It must come to an end. And young people need to be at the center of the politics of South Africa. And, of course, that is not going to be an overnight ride because, number one, the youth on its own is a political at this moment, and you cannot blame the youth. It is a deliberate act mm. by the ruling party. Kokel. Thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Really appreciate it.